0: Welcome back to the Rhubarb and Custard podcast. I'm Jojo Smith, a.k.a. Rhubarb. And I'm Rosie Wood, a.k.a. Custard. This podcast is all about business, branding, confidence and wonky crowns. It's a safe, unapologetic space for
1: business owners and wannabe business owners. If you want to take part in the conversation and help us figure out whether rhubarb is in fact a fruit or a vegetable, you can find us on Instagram at underscore rhubarb and custard.
0: Either way, we're good for you. Can you hear me? If yeah, it's on if you can hear me. Okay. So okay. Okay, rhubarbs and custards, how are you? Welcome back. It's episode one zero. That means 10. That, that means double figures. Rosie, how proud are you? We're in double figures. <laughs> We're all grown up. <laughs> We're all grown up. Our podcast has reached its 10th episode, which I can honestly say Rosie and I are super proud of ourselves big gold stars for us I know I know it's so exciting I can't believe we've actually made it to episode
1: 10 it feels it feels like a massive achievement but also not such a massive achievement
0: because it's literally just 10 episodes (laughs) yeah but it's 10 episodes 10 episodes that we didn't really know what we were doing at the beginning it's growing it's getting better we're ranking which Mm -hmm. I said ranking (laughs) we are (laughs) we are ranking. I'm going to say that again which we are super proud of as well. And you know what? We're not right ranking outside the 100s. We 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 actually realized we came in at 35 didn't we number 35 yeah. in yeah. the entrepreneurial charts which for us we hadn't even looked into this until um we had the queen of podcasting on and we had a little look and we were we were quite proud of ourselves. Yeah. Yeah, it's not something so
1: setting up a podcast and you know hosting a podcast was an intentional decision but at the moment like this isn't this is something that we do aside from our businesses this is us catching up having a chat and bringing the community out to everybody else so it wasn't something that we went into with a business strategy or a launch plan it was just let's record some content let's make sure it's got value let's make sure it's got a really funky brand and put it out there and it's you guys that have pushed it um and yeah we went in at at 35 in a category with 30,000 odd podcasts (laughs) in so you know that's okay. <laughs> yes, we, did
0: we know that there's lots of other things we could do to boost this, and we are definitely stalking and checking out the fabulous Anna Parker Naples. Um, but we we just wanted to say we were super proud of ourselves for that, yeah. and um, now we're a little bit more aware. We might get a little bit more competitive. Might have to uh, just just up our game a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> but it just goes to show that messy action can actually, you know, still bring great results. So here we are, episode 10, and we'll start with our catch up of the week. First of all, I will say though, this week's episode is called, and for that reason, you're fired. (laughs) We will be talking all about sticking to your brand values and your business values. But first, like I said, let's catch up. Rosie, how has your week been? It's been fine,
1: actually. I felt productive this week I'm not sure why I think it maybe like it's McDonald's
0: that for you you're getting all the stars this week
1: <laughs> <laughs> no I, f- I felt quite productive maybe I think maybe it's that time in my cycle I seem to go through and um, I know we've kind of earmarked this for a different episode but I feel like I, I seem to go through times in the month where I feel completely overwhelmed and just want to do nothing but pack my business in and just be a stay-at-home mum and just be like, sorry, guy, everything is your problem now. <laughs> I'm going to live in leggings and watch Cocomelon for the next six months. Um, <laughs> and then I have, I have other times where I'm incredibly productive and absolutely smashing it and overload myself. So then I end up in this cycle I'm really productive and I overlaid myself and then I get back to the overwhelm and I hate myself for having done that. Um,
0: it is so. though, it is a cycle, isn't it? Yeah. To be honest with you. And it's, I find I have three, two really good weeks, one okay-ish mm. kind of week and then a really shocking chisel week. Yeah. It's just, it's just, but like you say, we have earmarked this for another episode and um, she doesn't know this yet, but we have got a person in mind that we are going to ask to come on the podcast to talk all things curiosity and woo, the facts and the fluff of the spiritual side. <laughs> it's, um, I, I won't say who it is. She knows who she is. If she's listening to this, um, we will have somebody come in um, who is an expert in this because it is a thing. It yeah. definitely is a thing. So you're not imagining it. So you've had a productive week. Yeah. How about you? So I had my shocking week probably (laughs) last week it wasn't great well it was great I can't say that because I'm always blessed and I'm always grateful however it's really relevant what happened to me last week to what we're going to be talking about today about you know sticking to your values the customer is always right however neither are you or I And this week, I was in a situation where I wasn't right. If anybody plays this to Jay, my partner, (laughs) there will be trouble because please don't ever let him hear me say that. But um, it was quite timely as well because after being inspired, Lizzie Jackson Barrett did a talk about how much greater the world would be if sometimes we can just admit that we're wrong. Mm. And rather than debate and argue, if, Both sides just admitted they were wrong and could come to an agreement. What a wonderful world this would be. Actually made me cry when she did this talk. It was phenomenal. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, so I had an incident um, with some work that I'd done and it it kind of, how can I put it this way? I hadn't done 100% the best job that I could have done at the end of the job. And it, it meant I had to go back and just finish something. Don't get me wrong. Everybody was was happy with, you know, how it was and all that. But there was just a little niggle at the end. And because where it was in one aspect, the standards weren't as high as probably what would normally be. I hadn't given my best standard mm. because I'd lowered myself to that standard. Does that make sense? Yeah. To fit, to fit the kind of... The, yeah. The brief, if that if that makes sense. So, I on sort of reflection, what it made me realise, but I was very tired as well, and I was like, right, no, I need to put this right. This is why I started my business. The integrity and the values of my business Mm. was that I treated people how I would like to be treated, irrespectfully of how anybody else acts. So long as I come into it with my head held high, and I, in one aspect, I thought I had. But hadn't double-checked. if You know when you check something mm. and then you double-check it yeah. and then you're like, I oh, know that's okay. I didn't kind of triple-check it, which I always, I always do do, and I was gutted that I'd let my standards drop a little bit because of what the job was for. It was almost like they weren't fussed, mm. so why should I be? And then it came back a little bit to bite me in the ass. Yeah. And my initial response was, well, if I'd have known the standards were at that point to begin with, that's what I would have. That's what I would have. Tri- I would have triple checked it, and it was only very minor. But for me, it was huge because it really affected how I felt, yeah, about it. And I beat myself up over it really, really bad. But then once I'd had time to calm down and go, no, okay, Joe, you need to put this right. I mean, it all ended fine and dandy. But I had to admit that I was wrong in the sense that I hadn't triple checked something, and it, I'd left it to somewhere else you know to another thing to sort out and I shouldn't have done that I should have triple checked it so I was wrong in that instance so for me the customer isn't necessarily always right but neither are you but we're talking today about really sticking to your values and Rosie I think you know you could come from it from your angle so okay
1: so yeah so today's episode is well, it's your fire, doesn't it? And it's about sticking to your values and understanding that it's okay to not serve a client, not take a client, end a relationship with a client, whatever it might be. And it came to me the the idea to to talk about this came to me from something I read the other day. I can't remember what it was, but it was a post about having to let a client go, and I've had to do that a couple of times in in my time, in my days. Yeah, didn't do it with me. <laughs> No, I didn't. Um, And it's really, it's not an easy thing to do. And it's something that if you are in any way a people pleaser, like myself, it's really easy to just keep going with a project and sort of sacrifice your yourself in order to keep the client or the customer happy so rewinding this a little bit when we talk about branding when we create brands we talk about our ideal client and we talk about our niche and we talk about the people that we want to work with and we do that for a reason and we we then go on to create a brand that attracts those people and messaging that attracts those people for a reason and it's because these are the people that light you up these are the projects that light you up these are the things that you're really good at and these are the people that you're going to have a natural connection with, a natural rapport with. There will come times when you attract clients in your business that do not fit the right profile. It's inevitable. Um, my my business, my branding, my messaging is very much around female entrepreneurs, but I still get men in my inbox every now and again. And, and in two, your inbox? My inbox, <laughs> twice in my business career I think I've made the decision to serve those people and twice it has backfired on me yeah um and it and both times I continued with that relationship because I was early on in my business I was still very early on in my business and it felt like the right thing to do it because I had this the customer is always right mindset and As a people pleaser, it felt like the right thing to do to to come out of that project with a happy client. But ultimately, we all have our own values. We all have ways that we like to work. We have or we should have healthy boundaries in place. And you owe it to yourself to stick to those values and stick to those boundaries, even when you might be working with a client that decides otherwise. And so this is why we this is why we brand appropriately to attract the right people And then this is why we need to make sure that at onboarding stage, we are communicating properly with our clients. And like, I see these kinds of things all the time in groups with other designers where they've had a client come in and they've been late with payments or they've not stuck to something in their contract or they've demanded extra work or they've gone over deadline. And all of these things like those things those those woes I suppose will translate differently into different industries but all of these things are things that we need to be communicating with our clients at onboarding stage I suppose so when you take on that new client you send them a contract and it might have in there like this is the best way to reach me um like I I at one point in my journey and she probably won't ever listen to this because i'm sure she's blocked me on every single platform at one point in my journey had a client sack me because i took too long answering messages in my personal inbox i hadn't given her my personal inbox as a space to contact me it wasn't where i was checking messages and we weren't we didn't actually have an active project open It's a very long story, but we'd we'd moved her project to a future date. So we didn't have an active project open. She didn't have access to my personal inbox, um, but decided that she was going to sack me and demand her money back because she wasn't getting the adequate responses that she wanted from my personal inbox outside of our project. Um, And I was actually on a week off. And that was probably one of the most stressful things I've ever actually had to deal with in my business. And it was about sticking to my boundaries and my values. And I made a point of sticking up for myself in that situation.
0: I remember this because I remember how you felt about it. And I think it's really important to state here that it was really outside of working hours. It was really quite invasive of personal time. Mm. And it wasn't like, you know, you haven't replied to me in two hours, three hours. It was like, really quick you haven't replied to me kind of thing so you know I have to say I was really proud of you when you did that because (laughs) I was like it was really really needed and you've just made me realize that it is about the ideal client because and it is that work that in theory will stop this they a couple will slip through the net but um I've just realised that my problem happened with like a sub-client of another one. Mm. So it as wasn't actually my ideal client that you know I had this issue with like last week. And it, I'm, I'm making it out to be huge. It wasn't, but it was huge for me mm. because I felt like I'd failed in my yeah. service delivery. And one of my biggest values is my service delivery. Yeah, and it's you know it's one of the reasons why I set the business up because. I felt that so many people that I'd worked for in the past that, that failed with their service delivery and I was always at the front line of it. Yeah. And it just wasn't how I, you know, wasn't what it's not one of my core values to yeah. not show up and do the best that I can. Yeah. So when that happened last week, like I say, it was really important after I stepped back and I was like, it really was my fault because I hadn't triple checked it. But um, it was circumstantial on that as well, but I should have gone out of my way to do that. It really bothered me. It set me off for the rest of not the rest of the week as such, but until I'd got it in my head and got it sorted, mm. it really really bothered me. Mm. So, but it's also helped me learn from it because there were yeah. be certain things I won't do next time or I will yeah. do next time. Yeah. That 100% will change that. Yeah. I yeah. we we're, we're talking about, you know, how when you have got you're, you're an independent you're an, sorry, when you're an independent business owner. It's hard to put these elements in place. And we can talk about, We I know we're going to talk about this in another episode as well, but you say it's very important at the very beginning when you start out with people mm. that you do state these certain yeah. aspects. Yeah. And it does come down to balance and boundaries a little bit, but it just comes down to expectation and perception. Mm. And people only get disappointed when there's an expectation that you haven't managed or that they're not clear about or or an agreement in place, expectation and agreements are a really important conversation. If you haven't got them in a formal legal format, which you and I both work with contracts because we do feel it's important. It was a big step for me when I put them in um, with my business. Again, we're going to cover this on another show. But if you're not at that stage yet, it's really important to have those agreements and expectation in place because perception Definitely. can damage that relationship really, really quickly.
1: Definitely, I think the, I mean the the basic things that you need to make sure that you've got covered are your payment terms, and your ex- your deliverables and your accessibility. Those are the probably the three biggest things because, like you say, like the the best thing that you can take from a situation like that is is to learn from it, and every time. I mean I say every time like it's happened a lot but every time something negative has happened with a client in my business and it's probably only I can probably still count on one hand um, how many times it's happened but every time it has happened it's been the catalyst for a new document or a change in contract or a new process or a more defined process whatever it is but the the things that come up the most is your payment terms making sure that the client is clear on how much is due and when your deliverables and and the time frame around those and your like how and when they can
0: access you and your time um and that can be put in an email, can't it? At the very yeah. beginning, that yeah, though, just to cover cover yourself to begin with. That can be put in an email. I would recommend that there is something more substantial in place. Of course, like you need you
1: need a proper way to enforce those things. But as a bare minimum, it's about effective communication of them, isn't it?
0: Communication is everything. 100%. Absolutely everything. It's so so important.
1: Hundred percent, and they'll help you hold up your own boundaries as well so if you have working hours that allow you a flexible lifestyle and you want to be available you know you want to check in on your emails between nine and ten in the morning and you know maybe eight and nine in the evening and then have the rest of the day to to sort of do things how you want do that but just make sure that your clients know that they'll either get a reply from you first thing in the morning or last thing in the evening within maybe forty eight hours. And that's, you know, that's your standard. And if you go outside of that, then they're entitled to be annoyed with you. But as long as you stay within the, that standard that you have communicated, then you can live your life as, as flexibly as you want to. And I think putting those things in place will help you then with your boundaries, because one of the things that I've found difficult in the past is being sort of open about the fact that I'm not working right now. Um,
0: I love that about you and it really helps me it could, obviously we've got kind of like we've got a collaboration that we do mm-hmm. and I have to consider you when I'm speaking to a client and vice versa you know in the times and everything else but because you are really clear with those you know with those boundaries mm-hmm. I am like I don't overpromise, which is something we need to discuss as well. Because don't overpromise, don't overstretch yourself, because you'll only get yourself in trouble and you'll only lead yourself to a troublesome situation. Mm. Whereas when I'm sort of if it's a client that you and I are working with, I will always be like, well, I just need to discuss this with Rosie. She's got two small children, and you know there's certain hours that we actually we are in touch, but I manage that expectation by telling them that at the very very beginning. Mm. because then they're like okay that's not a shock and to be fair if it's your ideal client they won't have an issue with that they really really won't yeah
1: but just to point out as well like it doesn't matter that I've got two small children even like even if I didn't even if I'm single and just have two cats I agree (laughs) The she, hours of the hours. Yeah, she you, she's reachable between these times on a Monday because she spends the rest of the day napping and watching Netflix.
0: That's <laughs> fine too. That is absolutely <laughs> fine. That is absolutely fine. <laughs> I just wanted to touch on feedback and sort of if you do get a complaint or if you do get an upset client. Mm. So, be you, you can have a bad review. You can have bad feedback or negative, shall we say, negative feedback, right? How you deal with it is everything, Mm. absolutely everything. If you do take total umbrage by it and you, you know, get, you become quite stubborn, then you're probably not going to end well, to be perfectly honest with you. Mm. If you take it, don't react to it straight away as well. My advice would always be read it. Let it sit. Walk away from it because your initial emotional reaction will never be the true reaction that it either warrants or deserves. Yeah, <laughs> to be honest with you, you're going to come back with and you're going to take mm-hmm. it personal. So get that feedback, read it, walk away from it, take a deep breath, come back, and then think, how can I do better or how mm-hmm. can I sort this out? Yeah, it's really how you deal with any negativity or you know, any problems that you do yeah. get, then you'll be able to assess whether, I want to say who, who was right, but it doesn't really matter who was right. It's how you resolve it and how you, how you actually deal with it. If that means you need to walk away from that client and then do it politely and respectfully and, and thoughtfully really, because that is your business reputation. It's yeah. okay to end a relationship. It's just how you do it. Yeah. So, and that will serve you later on in the purpose. And I'm also one, I don't know. We might, do you know what, Rosie? We might have a situation here where we might disagree. So <laughs> I'm a big believer in never closing any doors, really. So, okay, no, there's a couple. I'm lying to myself there. I'm disagreeing with myself. I'm having a <laughs> row with myself now um, on this podcast. I think you should always, you know, you can, not sure, don't like that word. I think you can leave doors open in the sense of politely like I say politely and thoughtfully say thank you but no thank you Mm. that way then if you know they were to change or you were to change there's still an open avenue there's no need I don't think Rosie's gonna disagree (laughs) (laughs) I don't think I would always Mm. like to just leave with my head held high um yeah be when people go low you go high that's how I feel
1: yeah, I'm I'm with it. I'm I'm with I'm in agreement with you on that one. The not closing the door permanently, not so much in agreement. I think to be that, fair, there I, is a door that have kind of Yeah, there is there is definitely a time and a place for saying this door is shut, it's locked, I suggest you find an alternative door.
0: Um <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's just that I'm not very good at that.
1: But I think you can still do that with your head held high. Like I have walked away from situations where I have known categorically I have done my absolute best. What you are asking from me is it's unreasonable. I'm closing the door.
0: If it's a negative or hurtful space for you, then close that bloody door, lock it, mm. throw away the key and get rid. Of, that's what I'm saying. That's where I feel yeah. it is. And that's where having a contract becomes a true a true advantage
1: because you've got legal like legal grounds for for walking away you've not just said in an email like these are the terms of this you have a legal standpoint that the client has signed against that allow you to walk away and it removes all argument over keeping deposits or how much is due, like you need to pay this invoice, whatever it might be. It's it the mediator, isn't that. it,
0: really? That, it's, yeah. a, it's kind of like you don't... Because you, if you're already at a... Do you know what? I feel like we're going into the realms of another show that we actually do want to record yeah. talking about these <laughs> bits. So I'm going to keep those bits for you for, for another time. <laughs> But we wanted this show to really be about letting you know that, you know, it is okay to walk away. The customer isn't always right, but then neither are you. I do do sit on that seesaw. I think it is a balance and you've just got to assess it, but just, you know, stop and think and allow the feedback to come and then just digest it and process Mm -hmm. it but walk away first because i think sometimes your reaction isn't always the best reaction if you do it straight away.
1: Yeah, it's it's respond don't react, isn't it? Yes, 100%. Um, and and take those learnings as well because they'll be they'll create little red flags for you with clients in future. So you can say from the offset, i don't think we're right for each other and just like when you get a client that is Already pushing boundaries before they've paid you any money, um, then you know they're not one, they're not one
0: to take, they're not the one. <laughs> can I can I put an observation out here as well? So, what I found, and obviously my business has grown, we're coming up for two years in November. And I don't know if this is like controversial or whatever, but I have actually found that I used to think that. Doing a favour or doing something cheaper or mm. trying to cut the cost was, you know, a help for a client or for somebody else. And the, I found the clients that expected that actually we weren't a good fit because they actually demanded more. Mm. Yet when people have paid more money, yeah the service they actually respect your boundaries far more and the perception is that the more they pay the more they'll want yeah I have found that not to be true at all and I think that's a really big learning curve for somebody in their own business because you actually go out at the very beginning be great being grateful for anybody coming to you because they're like oh they're trusting me you know we're doing this business and that's part of your own confidence so I would be really aware of that because and um, just let it be a little bit of a of a red flag it's okay doing favors it's okay you know that's your choice if you want to do that mm. but I will say that I have found it to be the case that I did think the perception was that the more people paid I felt the more people would want yeah it's not that's not the case for me what about you?
1: Yeah, totally the same. And if you're listening to this and you're in the early stages of your business or or not, but know that you're not charging enough and you, you want to be raising your prices, but you're finding at your current rate that A, you're struggling to land clients when you're not charging very much and B, when you do, they're not always the the easiest people to work with. That will change. It will, it really that, will. That will change the more you charge the the easier the clients you get will be to work with because chances are they're out there charging similar amounts and for their products or their services and have boundaries in place themselves and respect your time and they understand the value yeah definitely nine times out of ten the people that get crossed with you for having boundaries don't have any boundaries
0: yeah um, i would say that's our nugget that's our takeaway <laughs> <laughs> to be honest with you yeah if I think that is that is the case and yeah. if that is the case then that's not your ideal client no. so it's okay to be aware of all these things this is what we really wanted to do with this podcast we wanted to kind of say these are the things that happen to us and for you to be able to sit there and go oh my goodness this happens to me too yeah. I, I don't know if this is another <laughs> show or pricing is it another show it's another show okay. <laughs> I know, I know everybody's, show. Going, everybody's going talk about the pricing we want to know about the money um I think we'll call that one show me the money <laughs> there you go ladies and gents you heard it fast yeah, from here episode 10 exclusive <laughs> just for you guys so um we would really really like to express our gratitude for you guys staying with us for 10 episodes and you are and our audience is definitely growing we have had some absolutely beautiful comments haven't we yeah Um, amazing recognition for what we are putting out there so do you know what I'm going to put this out there that we would like you to send us a question that you or a topic that you would like us to talk about and we'd like you to send that to us at, at our Instagram, which is rhubarb and custard. And that's underscore at rhubarb and custard. Did you right. get it right? Did I get it right? I'm getting me a McDonald's star. Um, so <laughs> we would like you to send us a topic that you would like us to talk about also i'm going to hand over to rosie because we want to tell you a little bit more about the sweet retreat
1: oh the sweet retreat will be like five weeks away now i think we've just been we've just been chatting about it and how incredible it's going to be but we do have a couple of spaces left um so the sweet retreat is the 22nd of november it's two nights in the beautiful quantock hills of somerset um, and it's all about defining embracing harnessing what it is that makes you unique. And how you can inject that into your brand so that you stand out online, so that you're attracting the right people, that you're attracting the incredible clients that are made for you, so that you can raise your prices, so that you can launch new programmes, so that you can build your audience, because it all stems from showing up in a brand
0: that is you, that is authentic to you. We want to really really home in on what makes you unique what is your usp because it's really hard to see that for yourself so with our two eyes on you and your business and the fun side that rosie and i bring our rhubarb and custard eyes
1: our four four eyes because we've both got glasses on so our eight
0: eyes (laughs) <laughs> oh look at you Eight toys, <laughs> eight lots of rhubarb and custard <laughs> we really want to work with you and this is why we set the sweet retreat up and this is why we decided to take it out into the hills so that it would be a real kind of space where we could really concentrate on that yeah. we have some fabulous women already booked on this retreat we and we do still have a couple of spaces which we would love to fill so please get in touch there is a sales page that you can go and have a look at. And I would recommend you go and do that because we haven't given you all of the details. There is a lot more detail in the sales page. And just by clicking on it doesn't mean that we're going to spam you with loads of emails. It doesn't mean that we're going to annoy you. It doesn't mean you've signed up for it. It just means you've been an Adenosi, which I would mm. highly recommend. And we won't even know. like We, we won't even, even know. know that you've been an adenosie. <laughs> so don't be afraid to click on it and uh, go in, you know, just have a, li- have a little peer, have a little look in. Um, we will look forward to recording again next week. We love our little catch-ups. We do. And thank you for joining us for this week. It's goodbye from me rhubarb, and it's goodbye from me custard. Bye, for now. bye. bye.